High Expectations! Coming up on this episode, our musical intolerant, Jaslyn, watches Rent, and we also discuss bad first impressions. We are now about an How hour gonna, into the film. How are we going to pay last year's rent? How are we going to pay last year's rent? <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that is the question. That's the million dollar question. And something that I am wondering about, who are the landlords allowing a year's of unpaid rent? All right, so just to explain that, Benny bought the place. So Benny, that guy that was like Southern Maps, to make it a record studio, he bought the place up and he's like, oh guys, don't worry about rent because I own the place now. Oh, but they still want them to pay rent? But he wants to evict them so that he can sell the building now. Um, So he wants to evict the tenants who have not paid any rent ever so that he can sell the building and actually survive himself. Landlords charge rent so that they can pay the mortgages that own the apartments. Right. If they're not getting paid, they suffer as well. Yeah, that makes sense. But they were all like bohemians and they're like, yeah, screw um, the establishment. I'm going to buy the place and we would never have to pay rent, guys. And he's like, oh, actually, that was kind of a stupid idea because this is prime real estate and this is the middle of Manhattan, presumably. It's a big apartment building by the looks of it. The apartments are very big. They're not apartments, they're fucking warehouses. They're so big. I guess we should, we should get some context for anyone who doesn't know that. <laughs> no, there is no context on this film. Okay, so, <laughs> so it's like follows a group of behaviors, artists, performance artists, musicians, filmmaker, someone who dances at the club and takes a lot of heroin. He's actually a philosophy lecturer, their friend. That gets beat up in the alleyway. They all have artistic pursuits. They all don't have any money. They can't pay their rent or their power. And they like to burst into song for some reason. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them have AIDS, which is sad. Yep. Mm. There's actually a lot of diversity. Yeah. And it is meant to be a bunch of cool people. And it's actually quite naff. I hate musicals. And this is my punishment for Alan eating gluten food in the previous episode. Yeah, maybe. I, just, I guess I just thought it would be funnier. I like so torturing you for <laughs> Do you hate all musicals? I don't hate all musicals. That's okay. a great question, Kathy yeah, Allen. When Anakin because gets involved. I can tolerate musicals better when the songs are in context. So like Pitch Perfect. Mm-hmm. Whenever they're singing... There's they're a full band behind them. <laughs> <laughs> in Pitch Perfect 2, that is true. In Pitch Perfect, it doesn't happen. The singing in Pitch Perfect happens because they are either performing or rehearsing mm. for a acapella group, and that's fine. And some, you like musicals in context, like it has to have a proper context. They can't just burst into song because that doesn't make any sense. Isn't that episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer where they all get cursed by like a, a musical demon and they all everything they say had to be in song? Have you seen that episode? I haven't seen any Buffy episodes. Right. There's but I, I'm aware episodes. of that episode. I do like that concept because a lot of shows will eventually have a special musical episode, which I usually thoroughly dislike. But if they're singing without wanting to be singing, and something is making them sing, and they don't know why they're singing, that's great. That's great, yeah. Great concept. I like that. I can get behind that. (laughs) The film opens with a musical number, and Alan and Kathy Allen said that Justin must be suffering right now, but I wasn't because the song was in context they mm-hmm. were on stage mm-hmm. performing in some yeah. kind of rehearsal mm-hmm. so that's fine that's real world that happens <laughs> it's what happens next that bothers me <laughs> i actually that scene bothers me because i feel like it's reliant on people watching it having known the broadway musical and then they can 
watch all of these characters for a minute and then start to figure out who's who if they're quite big fans of the musical and they can be like oh all these people this makes sense to me if you've just started watching the film that whole thing makes absolutely no sense mm. this movie's a hot mess I think we can all agree yeah, this movie's a hot mess, mess. definitely so it's us <laughs> <laughs> let me put it this way if I walked into the room and I was half singing a song <laughs> I just came to your house and just started singing a song. Oh, no, no also, should we mention, just comes into my house unannounced. Unannounced. Doesn't even knock. And I'm halfway through a song. Are you going to be like, why are you singing a song? What's going on? Or would you start singing along? I don't know. We... Knowing the chorus structure and the melody. Yeah, with no music playing at all. Yeah. I'm just yeah. walking and ranting at you, basically. As far as you can tell. I think I would um, call someone for you. Yeah. Call support person and make sure you... You got home safe and you get you get some help. <laughs> There's a scene on a rooftop where one of the characters is playing an acoustic guitar, right. strumming it, and starts singing a bit of a lament about his former lover or his where he's got to in life. Yeah, I believe she died of AIDS. She did, it seems. And and because she had a heroin addiction and she's an unsterilized needle, so he mm-hmm. and he was also a junkie and he's gotten off it. Yeah, so he's. Re- don't share needles, please. Don't share needles. No, especially not in New York. <laughs> okay, so he's singing a song with an acoustic guitar, and then, of course, the instrumentation just kicks off. There's a full band, there's drums, there's bass, there's And strings. also, like, have, did you notice, like, some um, smoke coming as well? Oh, yeah. Out, out of sight. So suddenly, a real-world context for why he's singing a song just went away because he puts down the acoustic guitar <laughs> it's not that he's been fantasizing about a band being behind him while he's playing it he puts it down starts dancing around the room <laughs> awkwardly <as well. laughs> if you were watching this scene with no musical sound at all right he would seem like a crazy man yeah this is true so Jaslyn came up with this idea about it being a parallel universe didn't you there's a scene where a man his girlfriend left him for another woman. That's another point I'm going to rant about soon. Oh, yeah, yeah. He is asked by his ex-girlfriend to go and help with some electronics in a theatre. He walks in and is immediately face-to-face alone with his ex-girlfriend's new partner. Joanne. Joanne. Joanne, the lawyer. Maureen is the ex-girlfriend. Joanne is the lawyer. That's right. Partner who is somehow looking after this theatre production because Maureen's not there for some reason. He walks so in and is immediately unwelcome <laughs> for being there. Once they, rec- once they realise who each other is, yep. he's unwelcome. Yep. His response is to start singing a song with her and dancing and collaborating. Yeah. Not a response I would do if I was suddenly alone for the first time, meeting for the first time, my ex's new partner. Right. It's yep. not a response that you think, but I should sing with this person and dance. They kind of like each other after the song. The musicals yeah. often, yeah. yeah. She's like, oh, thanks. Is that how you bond with someone by singing bond- a song and dancing? Well, they're bonding. Actually, what this. they're really bonding over is the fact that Maureen is awful. Yeah. But they keep getting pulled back in, and that she's really toxic. So that's a tango, tango Maureen. They're like, this is really horrible. She's cheating on me. She's obviously cheated on you with me. But you know, it's better than not having tangoed at all. And I think we can all kind of relate to that. You know, like toxic relationships that you keep going back to because it's like. Well, this is horrible, but it's better than not having experienced it, which yeah. is kind of like the way that you, you get yourself so to keep doing it. Just like right. heroin, you know? Everyone's got addictions in this movie. Toxic relationships, heroin, same thing. <laughs> what I have come to a conclusion of, the way to explain this weirdness with the music and just 
strange things happening is this movie is secretly a science fiction film. There is a scene where Joanne and Mark, is the, is the man's name, fall to the floor. I can only assume they fall through some kind of dimensional portal. They arrive like... in an alternate universe where this rundown theatre mm-hmm. suddenly has the stage removed. And all the rubbish. There's a lot of rubbish, rubbish is gone. Mm-hmm. The walls are still graffitied. Because it's derelict. They didn't have the budget to redo that yeah. theatre or whatever on the movie, probably. But the ballroom, I guess it is, is now filled with tuxedoed men and ball black. gown women. In black dresses. In black Sing dresses. Rain. Or mm-hmm. choreographed and sing the song. Yeah. And Joanne and Mark are still dancing together. And why is this happening? <laughs> this is either a parallel universe <laughs> or, a, well, or also, a severe psychosis from a head trauma from hitting the floor. Also, just, just Mark was on the floor and that's because Joanne dropped him. Just so you know. Because they were tangoing. Also, she dropped him deliberately. Yeah. yeah, she dropped him deliberately. So, Maybe that's Mark's fantasy. So Mark he, has, just, um, yeah. he wants a whole room filled with tangoing couples. Oh no, I, I, I'm sure his fantasies are a lot more so in his, <laughs> so in his, in his, Have in you his... ever fantasized about? You probably have, actually. <laughs> oh, <shush. laughs> yeah, I'm worried. No, just kidding. <laughs> oh shit, that's what I was getting at. Oh, Crap, no, I'm worried. Yeah, we made it the call. We've, right. we've all had a choreographed ballroom dream. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I did have an amazing dream last night. In which I kind of like got like the first viewing of the refurbished university. Like it was so beautiful. It was like mosaic floors. There was a glass flowers. ceiling, which is quite flowers. funny. You told me that because the glass ceiling is there already. If you get my yeah, pun. is it? Oh yeah. Ah. Uh, and and it was and there was like bird song. Maybe this is why I like musicals because I'm just kind of weird in the head. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you think you can learn to like someone? Like, you can, you can get over not liking someone. I think you can, because sometimes you'll make an initial assessment of somebody. You might be prejudiced about what they're like, or you think, in that situation where they may be intoxicated, or under other stress, maybe they came across different to what they like at other times. I know that there are things where I will meet someone, and then I get told that I came across rather confrontational. Oh. Some of my good friends now <clears throat> thought I didn't like them when I first met them, because I was not friendly enough or I seemed like mad at them or unimpressed that they existed or something I don't know <laughs> and I wasn't sure at all yeah I just hadn't quite opened up to them yet right and now we're really good friends I, I think it's hilarious that I thought I didn't like them I, rem- I remember when we first met you were quite shy but I remember that you like immediately made a big deal of me and that was really nice because you are a big deal <laughs> but I remember that you weren't immediately like you're the coolest person I've met today like you're so cool and we weren't like yeah 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 and like bouncing off each other you were just kind of like yeah this music sucks yeah, we should go to the cafe. And just, like, quite... You were, you were waiting, you know, to yeah. kind of get to know me better. But I also sense that you were the kind of person that I could tell that to, like, just maybe it sucks and we were kind of bond over it because I could tell that you weren't into it either. <laughs> mm. And sometimes it takes more of a shared experience to make yourself like someone. Like, there may be a really good concert you're at, you're at together or they help you in a fight or... Not a fist fight, but maybe... <laughs> you have some kind of conflict and they unexpectedly stick up with you and suddenly you see them as a totally different person that they were not this jerk who dislikes you they're actually a really good person but then like oh i get kind of i get kind of stuck in this complex because it's like is everyone somebody i could actually like 
but I just need to give them the time to actually get to know them and the exposure. You can definitely have the attitude where you are able to see good points about them, but some people you just don't click with, I think. I, I've had friendships where, actually me and Georgia are like that. We were at school together and we knew each other for years before we actually finally became really good friends. It took us ages. And also yeah. we didn't have exposure to each other because we didn't have any classes together. And then we had art history together with Maddie and we both sat with Maddie because we were both friends with her. And then Maddie invited Georgia, or which she, I invited Maddie and Maddie invited Georgia without my permission around to my house <laughs> for a sleepover <laughs> after a party I had. And we went from there. We had that shared experience. Mm-hmm. Actually because I thought it would be a good idea to play hide and seek in our underwear. That's and I awesome. got a couple of the boys that were there with us to do it as well. And it was Ooh. really awkward and weird and not sexy okay. at all. all right. But it was that shared experience of just kind of like, whoa, rebellion, we're not wearing any clothes, that really bonded us. And we were like, yeah, you're like the crazy people that I'm going to be having a good time with. And that's kind of me and Maddie and George's friendship ever since then. Sometimes a great friendship can come for someone that you don't expect. We've had friends come over totally unannounced that we've immediately taken to and now we're good friends with them. Right, yeah. But if you were told beforehand, hey, can I bring the stranger around to hang out with us tonight? It would have been like, actually, could you not? Yeah, and then maybe you never would have met them. Yeah. <laughs> but because they come around and then we just randomly have this like bonding session, like a stupid game that we all play together. Yeah. You start to really like them. Yeah. Bonding it just happens organically, eh? Yeah. Like you, you really don't expect when your best friends are going to come along and they just are there. Or I don't know, I guess sometimes it may take a shared experience, but other times people just come along and, and bam, you've got this amazing connection there. And you see how bam the day is gone. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. But yeah, I don't know. Like I want to like everyone, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I want to try to make a big effort to like not, cause I can kind of judge people on first impressions, which is silly because I don't give the best first impressions a lot. You don't? Case in point. I'm biased. When I first met a man I recently deleted off Facebook, mm-hmm. keep this in mind till I tell the story. We were at a party and I was a little bit, a little bit topsy, a little bit. And, and I said to him, like, lol, that wouldn't that be funny if I just, I don't know, I think I just said like something like, oh, if I just had violent diarrhea. And then I remember giggling and feeling really embarrassed. And I said to that guy, like, oh my god, now you're always going to remember me as the girl that talked about having violent diarrhea. <laughs> the diarrhea girl again. It was a very Miranda moment, right? Yes, it was. But good. then, <laughs> met him at another party, no reflection of who I was. Another party. Again, no recollection, no recollection of who I was. By the time we got to the fourth or fifth party, I was actually getting really stroppy about it. And I was like, dude, we have met lots of times. You remember me, don't you? And he's like, oh, yeah, now that I think about it, I totally remember you. And because he was a bit drunk, he like turned to somebody and whispered really loudly, actually, I have no idea who this person is. Aww. So that guy never remembered That's me. Cool. I added him on Facebook. He accepted my friend request. So we were friends on Facebook. But yet, we've met a lot of parties. He still doesn't remember who I was. I don't remember what my point was in that. <laughs> you guys remember what I was getting at with that? Oh yeah, bad first impressions, right? That if he did remember that. me, which he didn't, those people are annoying. We can get onto that. The thing is, though, that was a funny first impression. I would appreciate it, humor. So true. And so, so I suppose that you can kind of like excuse someone off with your gross <laughs> diarrhea jokes well, at least if you they're find not the gonna like your sense of humor. Because yes. I'm the sort of person that talks about distressed anuses, apparently. So <laughs> it's got a theme going on here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's some people that we know that just get along with so many different people, and either they're really tolerant, 
I don't know how they do it. Eh? Like they just get along with a wide range of different people. Whereas, like I find with certain strong personalities that I don't really get along with, I clash, and it just makes me not want to be able to. What with them, you clash crazy? What? But also, I like to have something to complain about. <laughs> she does. So if I liked everyone, then I'd just be like, oh, but they're so lovely, though. I don't know. Nah, there'll always be more to complain about. But yeah, it's really interesting. So, as I was saying to you, I read that article that said the reason why we don't like people is because we don't really like their behaviours or how they act with other people or in their lives. Mm -hmm. It's not actually because they're a bad person or we fundamentally disagree with them in some way. It's actually just because they present themselves in a certain way. So, it's like you were saying Mm -hmm. before about how when you first met your close friends now, you actually came across as quite standoffish, but that's possibly because you're harder to get to know than them and they might just be more like... You know, really open. open from the get-go, yeah. which is a behavioural thing. People are different. But yeah. that doesn't mean that both way, both approaches to life and both ways of acting is invalid. No. There are some people that when you meet them and they're very, very forthcoming and a little bit too friendly, that can be off-putting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have to find the right balance, I guess, of trying to be welcoming. I, and I've, I've taken that on board when I meet people that I, I think I really do like them. I try to make sure that I do try to come across as welcoming and friendly and I'll ask them questions and which is such a great way to get to know people silently or whatever oh my gosh I can't even, just just PSA stop talking about yourself and start answering asking questions and answering them I guess and listening to people people listen to other people I know like I know that if you listen to this podcast I know that I talk a lot but that's what you're listening to this for right I can listen do you guys vouch for that can I listen yep. you're a great listener thank you listen to people no one cares about your cat. No, okay. Cares about your cat a little bit, but not that much. Problems with this movie. A man comes home and finds a stranger woman in his apartment at night time. And rather than, like, freaking out at her, he starts flirting with her through song. So Mimi, when she comes over with the candle? Yeah. Yeah. That seems very unlikely. <laughs> She'd be like, why are you in my apartment? They, they live with near each other, and they've already been checking each other out over the balconies. You can see that in the first song. I might know a neighbour, but I'm still going to be mad if they come home and they've what if they were really into cute. my apartment and they're standing there. What if they're really cute? And oh no, actually she came round to get her candle lit. She had a reason. She did actually come over to flirt hey, with her. if you want your candle lit, knock on the door. She did knock on the door. She did. She, she, she came in. The second time, however, she did it. Okay. So luckily, she comes back a second time. We're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> this woman is a club dancer. Yep, Kat Scratch Club. You might... You might describe her as an exotic dancer. We're not sure. We're not sure. <laughs> There's a scene where she's singing a song, performing in the club. No microphone at all. Yep. There's music playing for real because it's a club. Yep. There's no way anyone in that audience would be able to hear her singing. No. Yeah. You couldn't even hear your friend next to you in that kind of club. It was so loud. Yep. I also noticed that there was no woman in the audience, only businessmen. Yes. Which makes me assume, based on something else is that they're probably all heterosexual men and not bisexual men because this film has biorasia. Oh, yeah. Well, what about Maureen? Maureen. Okay, so Maureen leaves Mark for Joanne. I'm going to go ahead and assume that she's probably a bisexual woman. Yeah. Maureen is, yeah. But of course she's labelled throughout the film as a lesbian and made the butt of jokes by people who are supposedly... LGBT friendly people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And they make fun of the bisexual is the joke. Yeah. 
in the Tango Maureen, though, Joanne does... No, Mark does say, you know, wasn't Maureen checking out other men? Wasn't she getting... Was it moony-eyed or something? Yeah. And then in the tango scene, she's tangoing and making out with both men and women. Yeah. But, but she is referred to as a lesbian. But also, okay. Maureen is the only bisexual character, as far as we know. I mean, I'm sure there are other bisexual characters. There's a lot of, like, queer characters in this movie. Mm. But it's not made clear. No. She's not only really... Exp- Explicitly bisexual, but even then, as you say, not explicitly. And what's I gonna say about that? Oh yeah, she's super promiscuous. Promiscuous. I don't know if I should say that word. She well, she's awful actually, not promiscuous. She just cheats on everyone with because person. clearly that's what bisexuals are like. Yeah, exactly. They are greedy and promiscuous and can't be trusted. <laughs> it's not a good message for bisexualism in this film. No. So Joanne, what's her name? The dancer. Maureen. Joanne. The exotic dancer. Oh, Mimi. Mimi <laughs> then leaves the club, still singing the song the down the street. Tonight. Climbs into, <laughs> climbs a fire escape. That's climbs right. through. And heels. Climbs through this man's. <laughs> do we know the name of that guy? I, have, I don't care about his name. We don't care about his name. The guy, the guy, the guy, the other guy. The guy with the shaggy hair climbs through his window. <laughs> I feel like I've deliberately not learned to start singing a song at him that features a lot of awoos. Because <laughs> you want to go out tonight. Out tonight. And it's like the worst way to do that. This time, he chastises her for being in his apartment unannounced. He's like, How dare you come in here? Like, That's why not, are you in here? He's not chastising. This is really wrong. He is not chastising her for coming into the apartment. He is chastising her for trying to come into his heart. Okay? You know that. <laughs> he is a dead girlfriend, and when the moon is in her hair, she reminds him of the dead girlfriend, and she is like, we like each other, why don't we just get together? And he's like, no, because I still have issues, get away from me. That's what's yeah. actually happening there. <laughs> he's not just right. pissed off because she broke into his apartment. Okay, but at first, he tells her, how do you come in here and interrupt me when I'm thinking about other stuff? Mm. He was playing his guitar. He was thinking about his dead girlfriend. Right. She comes in. So he's grieving, okay. and he doesn't want someone else to try and like make a move right. on him right now. This is where things get really bad. She dismisses his grief mm. and insists that they should have a relationship and go out on the party and be together, and mm. she will not take no for an answer. The song is, yes is the only answer. There's only this. There's only, only yes. There's only us. She is very obsessive. Yeah. He then gets her to leave his apartment finally. She goes down the fire escape, goes into the street, mm. where she is then supported by pedestrians. <laughs> Do you, have you been watching this film? <laughs> the choir of pedestrians. Uh, have you been watching this film, though? Like, was that pedestrians? That was, like, his flatmates. <laughs> Oh, there's like Mark the and Collins. Why are they all around, right? It's very Because they're coming home. Because it's a musical. Yeah, I guess it's a musical. And also because they, and they're supporting her. They're like, come on, Mark. Come I on. know. Not that Mark, he the know. other guy. I, I know, don't that, guy. I know that he knows who they are, but she doesn't. Okay, my, my message was. Yeah, good point. If the role were reversed. Yeah. And this was a man coming into the woman's apartment. <laughs> oh, no. Insisting oh. that they be together. Yeah. And not taking no for an answer. Good point. Being very insistent that they have to be together tonight. He will not leave until he, he does leave and then gets... Which would 100% happen. He gets basically strange in the, in the street yeah. to then back him up on this <laughs> unwelcome <laughs> relationship. <laughs> oh my god. It is horribly Coercive. sexist. 
No, she's totally disrespecting him saying no. Mm -hmm. The thing is, you're right, this is a very silly situation. Because all he needs to be like is like, hey, I'm still grieving, please leave me alone. Mm -hmm. And then she should just be like, I'm sorry, I'll back off. But that's not happening here, and you're right about that. But he also does really like her, so I don't know. And he's like, I should tell her, I should tell her. And what he wants to tell her is, I really like you. But he's being guarded. Because she's got a heroin addiction. That's why he doesn't want to get messed up with her. So he doesn't want history to repeat. He doesn't want history to repeat. So he doesn't want to be with her because of that. She's obviously very obsessive and has terrible consent issues. Just like Bridget. And boundaries. And the sister the traveling pants. Do you remember that? Yeah, she does. But guys totally do this. Mm. All the time. Mm. <laughs> Another problem I had was... <laughs> There's a big list of problems. The landlord. <laughs> their landlords. Benny. 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 He's not a landlord. He's not. The, build, the, building, <laughs> the building owner. Yeah. To be fair, it took me like three times to actually get the plot of this film. It's very confusing okay. and quite messy. A guy who presents himself to me as the landlord or the owner. The guy who owner. owns the building, that's correct, yeah. Okay, the guy who owns the building, which is traditionally a landlord. Right, he was their friend. He bought comes the building in, and then said, you don't have to pay rent because I'm your friend. Comes into the apartment without notice, by the way, which is illegal. Yes. He does much more things with as him, goes on, by the way. Brings with him a stranger. Yep. Yeah. Who is a trans woman. Oh, no, that's Collins. That's their flight, mate. <laughs> no, that's confusing because Benny, no, they're different. Yep, they're different. So my interpretation of this scene was the <laughs> landlord, the landlord comes in unannounced bringing a trans woman. dog killer <laughs> who then wants to give her blood money to the men to just have cash for some reason like why doesn't she want to keep this money I'm not sure and they're going to then use this money I guess to pay their rent but probably not pay their rent because mm-hmm. why would they the building's going to get destroyed or something isn't yeah. it they're going to get evic- evicted and it's going to be turned into a recording studio yeah because there's a song and he's like you're a musician, don't you? Can't you level with me? Like people need places to record music. This is the dream. Oh, yeah. If you if you let me take over the building, I will give you record deals. I will give you privileges, etc. But the whole point of the film is like, no, don't say yes to the man. And then he's like, just get over it. Bohemia's dead. And there's this whole song where they're like, Bohemia's very much alive. Oh, that's so great. And then they just say a list of things. Yeah, that's right. For that's an right. entire song. <laughs> Something else that bothered me about the reality of this film is. The apartment is candlelit because they can't pay their power bill. Mm-hmm. But there is a scene where <laughs> the telephone rings and goes to an answering machine. Ooh. So, one, do they pay their phone bill? Good point. Yeah. Is this phone company allowing this phone connection to be still in use a year later of no payment? Mm-hmm. And just say that is true. How is the answering machine being powered? Right, okay, so let's break this down. They're not paying their rent, not necessarily their phone and power bills. Their power may have been turned off, and I believe it was turned off, because they're being punished by the people who own the building, because they're trying to get rid of them, but they're refusing to leave. So they're getting evicted. So they're squatters, essentially. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, you're right, that is a problem. (laughs) I really have no desire to watch the rest of this film. (laughs) I can sum it up in two sentences, if you'd like. Yeah, go on. 
outside a man stands by a dumpster fire, which I believe is a metaphor for this film. (laughs) This movie, which is two hours and 15 minutes long, would be a lot shorter with the conversation spoken instead of sung. Jasmine speaks. Boom. Kathy, what do you think of Rant? I find it enjoyable. I have a theatrical background, and so and I love actress. singing. Thanks. Um, she also sings oh, in bands. Shush. Oh, shush. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, I really enjoy it. It's it's lovely to hear some delicious harmonies in there, and some dancing. I also love to dance. It appeals to me a lot, because I do love musicals. Rent, in particular, I do really like that there's some queer relationships, but now that you've raised the point about bi-erasure... That's a really good point to make, basically. Yeah, and, yeah, and her displeased. and Joanne throughout the film are, is quite problematic. It is, actually, the way and they're like, presented. Yeah, she's yeah. like, can you not... Yeah, yeah oh, it's like sucks. really problematic. Maureen, throughout the film, like the rest of the film, which has one, has the same. She does is not required to, because she can't get that time back in her life. And she obviously really hates it. We're not going to pause Yeah, what was I going to say? Yeah, she keeps on hitting on other women. And so then Joanne says, oh, can we just get married? And then you'll stop doing that. Which is like, so and then Maureen is like, nature. yeah, of course. Why didn't you ask me before? And then they... Because monogamous <laughs> aren't all problems. And then they get married. Or they're getting married. They have an engagement party. And then... <laughs> and then they <laughs> into song, of course, because Joanne's like, can you not hit on other people at our engagement party? Yeah. And Maureen's like, this Except is what I'm me. like. Yeah. Take me or leave me. Yeah. And then Joanne's like, no. Like, what about when I'm like? Well, Why don't you take me or leave me? You know and what? So then they just, leave each they're other. incompatible. Do they leave each other? They do. And then <gasps> they get back together at the end of the film because if you like somebody, oh. like a lot, which can be responsive to that other subject, you, you can overcome incompatibility. Uh, no. So Mimi I'm and... Realistic nice hair guy the guitar guy whose name I don't recall also get together in the end mm. because Mimi starts dating Benny the landlord as you call him <laughs> and they're like Mimi you traitor that's right but she like kind of disappears at some, one point and can I just reveal everything else that happens I in the film Angel Angel I dies yeah no but like yeah sorry listeners <laughs> um, but spoilers Benny, Benny gets with Angel though Beanie but then Angel does dies not and gets... get with Angel. When you first meet the landlord, he's outside wearing a beanie and a beard. He knows! <laughs> oh god, what have we done? That's Collins! That's Collins! That's not! It's Collins! Collins is like, throw me a key, guys! And then Mark's like, cool, throw you a key! And in the interim, Collins gets taken into the alleyway and beaten up. I've seen this film three times, Jaslyn. You have kind of seen it once. And the whole time you were taking notes about how shit it is. So I know that it was Collins in the alleyway. And it's Benny... Collins, the guy taking down the posters. No, that's Benny! That's <laughs> <laughs> who I'm talking about. Yeah, I know, oh, but When you first see Benny, he's dressed no. like Collins. No, he is not! Benny is, has no, is he clean-shaven, bald, and has no beanie on. I like the diversity in this film, though, you know. Yeah, it's great. But the two main characters are straight, white, cisgendered uh, men. And then everyone else is like, they're trans, they're gay, they're black. But then, like, the two main characters still cis, white, straight right. men. men. But they're poor. Oh, that's diverse, isn't it? <laughs> Part of the 99% is what they are. They're yep. poor and living like the 1%. Should just be called rent-free. 
<laughs> That's Jasmine's life after watching half of this film. It will be it will continue to be rent free. Also some choice she will lines. Never see it again. I'm not gonna pay rent last last year. I'm not gonna pay rent this year. I'm not gonna pay rent next year because everything is rent. <laughs> what? Do we recommend this film? If you like musicals. If you are the ninety nine percent. If you know the struggle and if you like musicals. And I, I recommend Rand. I do not recommend it at all. Run away <laughs> and run away fast. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend. If you have any comments or questions, please send an email to highexpectationspodcast at gmail.com or leave us a comment on a post. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at High Expectations Podcast or on Twitter at High EX Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Pocket Casts, Podcast Addict, or wherever you enjoy podcasts. Have a great week. Vagina's more of a relaxed look, whereas distressed anus is somewhere between tense and relaxed. Don't forget to pay your rent. <laughs>